Pretty awesome, isn't it? Hey, I want you to think about the opening verse of that song that the band just sang. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel, who mourns in lowly exile here until the Son of God appears. Now, here's the thing about the Christmas story. I think oftentimes something that we miss about the Christmas story is we miss the message of that song, which is the fact that Christmas is not so much about just a single silent night, but Christmas is more about the interruption of 400 years of silence. Let me kind of explain that. The Christmas story, as you know, is found in the Bible, and the Bible is separated into two parts. The Bible is in two sections. There is the Old Testament section, and then there is the New Testament section. So here's what happens. When you get to the end of the Old Testament section, in fact, the Old Testament section, it comes to the end in the four chapters of a book called Malachi. He was a prophet. And what happens is, is when we finish reading Malachi, what we do is we just naturally come and we turn the page to the first book of the New Testament, which is Matthew. But this Christmas, I don't want you to turn this page so quickly. And here's why. Because this page represents over 400 years of silence. See, at, at the end of Malachi's writing, God goes silent for 400 years. There's no word of God. There's no prophets from God. There are no scriptures written by God. Only silence. 400 years worth of silent nights. And the question is, why the silence? Think about that. I mean, for some of us, we, we felt that in our own lives, haven't we? I mean, it feels like God has been silent for a year. It feels like God has been silent for two years. For some of us, it feels like God has been silent longer than that. I mean, for some of you, you, you feel like God has been silent all of your life. I mean, for example, this year you wanted to get a promotion or you wanted to get into a different line of work and, and you've prayed and you've prayed. But you're still in the same job. You still have the same position. So, some of you, you wanted to get a date. Some of you wanted to get married or some of you wanted to start a family. Some of you wanted to repair a broken relationship. And so you prayed and you prayed and you're still hurt. You're still alone. Some of you, you wanted the pain to go away or you wanted the sickness to be healed. And so you prayed and you prayed and nothing has changed. So some of you over the last two years, you have prayed desperately for our country. You have prayed desperately for our world. You have prayed for an end to injustice and prejudice and inequality. And you have prayed desperately for peace and love and hope. And it seems like maybe to you that things are as bad as they've ever been. So oftentimes what happens in a season like Christmas is we find ourselves asking the same question the people of Israel were asking when they were crying out to God. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, and wraps, ransom us from our captivity, from our silence. They're asking the same, we're asking the same question. They were asking, is God listening? Where is he? What's he doing? Why so many silent nights? Well, to answer that, I want you to listen to two of mo what I think are two of the most unknown, but yet the most foundational Christmas verses of all time. One of them found is, is found right here in Malachi chapter one, and it says this, I have loved you, says the Lord. 
Don't miss that. I have loved you, says the Lord. Now, the wonderful thing about this verse is it's not past tense. When you first read it, you think it's past tense, but in the original writing, it's not restrictive to the past tense. It's more the idea, I have loved you, I love you now, and I am going to love you in the future. It is past, present, and future. And in essence, what God is saying here is, I'm about to go silent. But in this silence, never forget this. I have loved you, I love you, and I'm going to love you in the future. And then God goes silent. And once again, what is God doing in this silence? See, here's the thing you have to understand. When God goes silent, we ask the question, what is he doing in the silence? Because the deal is, oftentimes, we don't understand what he's doing. Well, the Apostle Paul, he tells us that in Galatians chapter four. It's really interesting what he says. He says, when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law. Don't miss that. He says, when the set time had fully come, and then what did he do? He said, to redeem them. Remember, meaning you and I, us, to redeem those of us under the law that we might receive the adoption to sonship. When the Apostle Paul writes these words in Galatians chapter four, this is a huge clue to the answer of the question is what is God doing in the silence? I mean, the Apostle Paul says, but when the set time had fully come, meaning that this 400 years of silence that we find back here that splits the Old Testament and the New Testament is not just random years. God didn't just storm off and leave us alone. No, what God was doing in this 400 years of silence is he was working behind the scenes. And then when the time was right, it says, he sent his son. And just like God was working behind the scenes in that season of silence for the nation of Israel, Christmas tells us that God is working behind the scene in your silence. Christmas is the reminder that what God is doing behind the scenes in our silence oftentimes is he's rearranging the stage behind the curtain. He's working behind the scenes in your life to show you that he loves you and that he will always love you. And I can't tell you how that's gonna look like or how that's gonna play out. I can't give you all the details for that. But this is what I can tell you. God's timing may be so different from our timing, but God can be trusted. And at just the right time, here's what you can be sure of. The curtain will rise and you will be perfectly positioned to see how much God really loves you. Listen, in this collection of documents we call the Bible, don't miss this, this one page right here represents God's 400 years of silence. But here's the thing you have to understand. Every single one of these pages in the Old Testament and every single one of these pages in the New Testaments, they represent thousands of years of God loudly proclaiming, God shouting to you and to me, I am here, I love you, I'm working for your good. And the story of Christmas, I think, may be the best proof of that loving presence, that even when we are mourning in lowly exile and saying, God, where are you? There is hope. So here's the thing. I don't know what season of silent night you might be facing in your life right now. 
But what I do know is that the creator of the universe, he wants to walk through the silence. He wants to break through the silence this Christmas season and say to you, hey, even in the silence that you may be feeling right now, I have loved you, I love you right now, and I will forever love you. Don't miss this. The story of Christmas is the reminder that God is with us. His name is Emmanuel, meaning God with us. Listen, the story behind the story of Christmas is that you can trust God because he has literally moved heaven and earth to bring the great message, the gospel of his grace and his forgiveness and his presence to you. So God is with us. In the darkness, there's light. In the silence, there's hope. At just the right time, Christmas arrives. So as we sing this next song, and we want you to invite you to lean in to this incredible truth and really begin, maybe for the first time, to believe the incredible story of God's love for you, not just now, but for all time.